Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Houck, and today's guest is Ruth Montgomery. The way that Ruth shows up in this world, guys, is absolutely outstanding, so I can't wait for you guys to meet her. She's a pioneer that's paving the path for women to really step into their power, and we dive into some really deep topics in today's conversation. I open up about some things that I've never shared on the podcast or I've actually never shared with anybody. So I hope you guys enjoy how vulnerable and open we are in this conversation. And like always, if there's somebody in your life who you know could really appreciate this information, please share it with them because you never really know what is going to help somebody transform their life. And this could be it. Enjoy. Ruth Montgomery is the founder and creator of The Maven Project. In early 2017, she ventured into the lonely world of entrepreneurship as an interior designer and professional organizer. Through her own personal development and soul-seeking journey to create a fulfilled life, she realized that there was a void in southwestern Ontario of personal development. Her search to find her purpose led her to creating the Maven Project, a project focusing on bringing like-minded individuals together to grow, learn, and collaborate by sharing their areas of expertise with others. Also to help them realize that through their life's journey, that although it's not perfect, we are more alike than we are different if we open ourselves up to being vulnerable with our stories. So I am just so excited to welcome Ruth onto the podcast. She's actually from a small town very close to the small town that I grew up. So we have a lot of similar roots, which we'll dive into in today's conversation. So welcome, Ruth. Thank you. Excellent. So let's go back to the creation of the Maven Project. Was there one pivotal moment or event that inspired you to go down this path and create it? Um, There was a few options or a few events that kind of took place. Becoming an entrepreneur and realizing that uh, the majority of my friends like the nine to five and are totally happy and satisfied doing that. It left a lot of like a void for me to be able to kind of connect with other entrepreneurs and just the idea that there are so many entrepreneurs around here that are in the same boat. So getting to know other entrepreneurs through connections and conversation and realizing that it wasn't just me that was feeling that way, realized that the need for that community and that sense of belonging uh, was definitely needed in this area. The other aspect of it was um, I was doing a network marketing company and was speaking to a ton of amazing women about the network marketing company and realized that a lot of them loved the community and the personal development that the network marketing uh, company offered, but weren't interested or didn't see how it fit with their lifestyle. So seeing that that also was a void, just not even for entrepreneurs, but just for the everyday person with social media today, we're so connected that we're disconnected from each other and we're so attached to our phones to see what's happening that we forget to have those real conversations with each other one-on-one I love that and when was your first event or first gathering of the entrepreneurs to create that community so our first event was in March of 2017 Uh, we pulled it together pretty quickly So it was uh, just four weeks of kind of planning and organizing and just had the gut instinct that it needed to happen sooner than later. I knew 2017 would be a building year. So I planned to do three over that course of the year just to get the brand recognition and 
get people comfortable in this area with the idea of what personal development even was, because I realized after the first event, um, a lot of local business owners who I had just assumed would be going to different conferences or events um, had never experienced anything like what we offered in our one day workshop. So the year kind of took over that way. And then since then, it's grown from there. Mm -hmm. And what would a workshop or what would an event look like for you guys? So typically, um, our first workshops, we did kind of four to five hours on a Saturday afternoon. And we had uh, a maven from each area that we focus on. So a maven's an expert in their field who seeks to pass knowledge on to others. So my thought is that you need a healthy balance of health, wellness, business, and philanthropy. So from each of those areas, we would have a maven. So every event is totally different. It's a different maven speaking uh, in one of those realms. So we would have the four speakers talk, maybe a little bit of a hands-on activity um, and just a chance for people to meet others. So those were our first four. And then our first one this year in 2018, we did a little bit differently as a self-care Sunday. So that was a Sunday afternoon and we did it as a, a speaker and then a couple of breakout sessions so people could get up and move around and really encouraged the idea of conversation and being vulnerable and kind of got them talking to each other on a different level. And how did you get those conversations going? Like, how did you get the women or the um, people that are coming to these events? How did you get them to open up? All of our speakers have been extremely vulnerable. And I feel like that's the biggest way to share. So the more vulnerable we are with each other, it kind of opens up the room and the floor for it to be a safe space. So anytime I've had a speaker come, I've approached it that I want you to speak about what you're passionate about. Um, because what you're passionate about will shine through and that will resonate with others more than just kind of going through what you would normally talk about in a professional setting. So a lot of the speakers have been really good to talk about their failures as much as their successes. And just that idea that it hasn't been a smooth path for most people. There are always ups and downs and to realize that that's okay. And that's just part of the journey uh, really allows other people to kind of see you know, these people that they've maybe idolized a little bit, but have never had the chance to talk to them one-on-one -on -one to actually hear their story and what they've gone through to get where they are today, where on social media we see all the good side of it and everything that's gone right. Yeah, and failure is such an important part of not just entrepreneurship, but life, right? We have to mm -hmm. be okay with failing forward is the way that I like to describe it. So how do you pick yourself up from failure, Ruth, when you feel as though everything around you is crumbling? I think surrounding yourself with people that aren't judging you for that and recognize that failure is part of the process. Um, so really having that community or that one person even that you can fall back on because so often we put up a such a face with how everything has to be okay and everything has to be perfect but you really need to get real and be able to share the disappointments with someone and just get it off your chest so you're not holding on to those kind of upsets and failures um, and so by being able to share that with someone then it just helps relieve some of that pressure that we put on ourselves mm -hmm, absolutely now, did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or did you just always know that you were different than your friends in terms of what you wanted with your life? Yes, absolutely. So I've come from uh, family businesses. 
So I've watched all my life how my parents had a little bit more flexibility with their timing. So my mom was always able to be at home when we got on the school bus and then she would go to work and then she was home when we got off the school bus. Um, And my dad was always able to be at every play or hockey practice for my brother and sister. So that lifestyle and that side of being an entrepreneur is what I saw as a kid. They did a really good job of hiding the downsides of being an entrepreneur. So that has always been kind of the end goal. So starting my own business uh, was definitely inevitable. And I was always growing up through different jobs. I always had good work ethic and I always had multiple part-time jobs, but I always had the mentality that if I asked for a day off and I wasn't granted that day off due to whatever reason, um, I wasn't going to be as productive at work knowing that I was missing out on something. So I kind of always had that mentality with part-time jobs that if I wasn't granted that job or that day off, then I would just quit the job and there would always be work and I would find something else kind of thing, which is a terrible way to look at it as an employee. But I just had never found anything that I loved enough that was worth kind of missing out on life for. So being an entrepreneur ultimately is the only way that you can make that happen and not worry about what's going on and whether you have that job security. Mm -hmm. And what have been the biggest hardships for you in the building of your business thus far, Ruth? So being an interior designer and professional organizer in Lucknow um, is something that most people don't see the dollar value in it. So in the city, it's easy. People are charging double or triple what I'm charging as a starting entrepreneur. But in this area, Um, We're so much ingrained in doing it ourselves and the design aspect of it to a lot of people is an extra that they can't necessarily justify. So it's really been a year of kind of showing people what I can do and helping to ease some of those stresses through the process of building a house or through designing or recognizing that, you know, your house is meant for you but if you don't design it and function around it for you then it's not going to work for you Um, so kind of taking that time to be able to do that and so it's just been a slow build-up of referrals and word of mouth and people starting to kind of catch on that you know it is okay to ask for help and to in that realm of it that's actually something that I noticed when I started my personal training avenue was as soon as I moved to the online space Mm-hmm. The price didn't become something that was an issue anymore. But in a small town, most people wouldn't justify. They're like, I can go online and I can get a workout mm-hmm. program or I can go online and I can get a meal plan. And what I been able to do since going into the online space with that I found that that's been incredibly helpful I think that the challenge with small town mentality I think we just especially as women we try to do it all like we really Mm -hmm. do because our moms did it all our grandmas did it all and so we're just seeing and we're being exposed to that we have a hard time opening up and wanting to even spend money on ourselves right like even getting our hair done like those those things that would be very regular for people in the city i think growing up in a small town it's just a different uh 
a different perspective. Now, I know you did some traveling, Ruth. So how do you think your travels have helped change your perspective on life and help you become the woman that you are right now? So my traveling has started from a young age. I always traveled with my family. Um, and my mom grew up in Florida, so we would go there every year. So from there, I did an exchange in Switzerland. So at grade 10, I moved to Switzerland for three months and lived with a host family. So that was kind of the first big awakening that I had because I came back and I had grown so much in that three months, I didn't really fit in with a lot of the people and the problems of my peers anymore. So from there, I've always loved traveling. Um, I chose my college for interior design based on the fact that I could do a year in Australia to get my master's. And then um, when I turned 25, I really had a a rough year. I had a cousin that committed suicide and I was in a job that I just wasn't loving. So I applied to Disney Cruise Lines and I went and worked for them as a lifeguard for a year. So in each of those experiences of really living in a different culture and getting immersed in a different culture and how they live and their mentality being different from Canada um, and just meeting people from all over the world and getting to see how they interact and how they solve problems and really kind of just people watching. Um, It really opened up my eyes to the bigger picture of how we are together. And really just the more you listen to people's stories and get to know them, everybody has a story. And that's kind of where the basis of the Maven Project is. We are all mavens in some aspect of our lives. Most of us won't recognize that because we don't give ourselves enough credit but we all have a story that has taught us something or given us some kind of experience that makes us an expert in some aspect of it so it really kind of threaded through everything that has led me to where I am today also the idea that being an entrepreneur and having this business is something that I can grow internationally And I can do Maven projects in Camp Maven around the world. And that will allow me the freedom to be able to travel and uh, reach more people. Hmm. You just mentioned something along the way there, Ruth. So you casually mentioned a camp. Can you tell our audience a little bit what this Camp Maven is all about and when it's going to be taking place? Sure. So we have two events. Uh, We just launched tickets to our second event last night. So there's still some tickets available for it. Our first event uh, went viral and we reached 130,000 plus people in 24 hours uh, just through social media. So we sold that camp out for June in 12 hours. So those tickets are sold out. Our next date is August 1st to 3rd. And so the camp is based out of Camp Kintail, out of Goderich area, and it's 150 women coming to an adult summer camp. So just the idea of coming and being a kid again and getting to rediscover some of those passions that you did at camp as a kid, but also we will have a ton of experiences that will be available. So if there's something you've always wanted to try, this is your chance to kind of get out of your comfort zone and try it. So it will be an amazing weekend. The cabins are all uh, newly redone in the last couple of years. So we'll be sleeping on bunk beds as if we were actually at camp, which is awesome. And uh, we'll have some breweries and wineries on site uh, to make it a little bit more adult. But then we'll have breakout sessions um, that will allow you to kind of individualize it and do try different things. So we've got stand-up paddleboarding, stand-up paddleboarding yoga. We'll have some meditation, some boot camp. 
Um, different arts and crafts. We'll have archery, kind of a wide range on the basis of health, wellness, business, and philanthropy. Um, so there will be some business speakers and there will be some workshops from um, organizations that focus on philanthropy that we will be able to kind of showcase what we have in the area and what's happening. So we're trying to keep as many of our speakers as local as possible, um, but we're drawing people from all over. So I think one of the furthest uh, people that's coming, we have from Timmins coming down for camp. So it's pretty exciting. There'll be quite a group of people there. That sounds absolutely amazing. And oh, I'm just, I love that you're doing that. I think that that's absolutely incredible and exactly what is needed. Now, who is the camp for? All ages. So we have, uh, it's a 19 plus event, but we have the majority of our campers are probably 45 to 60, um, but we do have kind of all ranges. So the idea of that too is that it's women's only, but multi-generational, we can learn from each other. And there's so much to learn from each other just by having that time to talk and explore. So we have a ton of mother-daughter combinations. We have some women coming for a 60th birthday party. We have some bachelorettes coming. So it'll be a good range of people. And we have some coming by themselves, which is awesome because that's something that not enough women are comfortable doing to attend something like this by themselves. So I highly encourage it. We will do our best to make sure you're paired up with a group that's um, around your age or your interests. And then we have groups of like eight to 10 women coming as well. So quite a variety. Excellent. And where would people be able to get tickets, sign up, find out more information? So all of the ticket sales are on universe.com. So you can just go on there and search Camp Maven. Um, everything's on Facebook though. So the Maven project is on Facebook and then our events Camp Maven are both posted there. So that's where you can get information or send us a message um, if you have any questions that you want to ask. Excellent. Now, where do you go for personal development, Ruth? Like what, what are some of the books that you go to, podcasts that you listen to, sources of inspiration, just things that maybe our audience would be interested in checking out too? Oh, excellent question. Um, I love listening to podcasts. Um, I love reading. I just don't take the time the way I should for reading. One of my favorite books, though, that I've read in this last little bit is You Are a Badass uh, by Jen Sincero. Uh, she also has one, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Um, so you can get the audio version of those as well. Um, and then as far as podcasts, I listen to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy is one of my favorites. So I'm actually going to her Bliss Project in March. So over to LA for that. Mm -hmm. So it should be a good weekend. And then uh, Jenna Kutcher has a podcast called Gold Digger. And it's a really good one. She talks a lot about her photography business, but she has a lot of really good interviews. Um, so those are probably two of my favorites. Excellent. Did you take any courses in personal development that may be of interest to our audience? Um, I have. I've been to quite a few conferences over the last year, uh, just trying to kind of find where I am in the mix of things. Um, I did a course called Mastermind to Millions with a company out of Calgary. So that was where I had my first business coach this past year. So that was a six-month process with them. And that was all about leading masterminds and what a mastermind looks like and how to make a business out of it. And then I've also done uh, Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass, her online version of that. So it's all videos online that you just kind of go at your own pace with. But that one is really good as well. I love all those people that you just mentioned. <laughs> 
Have you uh, read Gabby's new book? I haven't yet. I uh, am still finishing up The Universe Has Your Back. Um, but yes, I'm super excited. I think it's Judgment Detox. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's so Have good. Have you read it? Yes, yes. So I was listening to her on Lori Harder's podcast prior to her launching it and then literally powered through it in 24 hours. Awesome. Oh, I love her. I love her. And I that is an area where I really, really need to focus my energy on in terms of my own personal development. So I'd highly recommend the Judgment Detox. I also got the audio version of it as well because I find with her meditations and with her messages, I really need to hear it over and over and over to get it yep. ingrained and and have that practice. So I'd highly recommend the Judgment Detox. And it's all about the ways in which we judge other people, the ways in which we judge ourselves, and then being able to free ourselves of those judgments using things like uh, emotional freedom technique by tapping and, and those, uh, those kind of things. Now, Ruth, what drives and motivates you? What drives and motivates me? It's a good question. Like what I, lights you up? What lights you up in the morning? What is the, is the bigger picture? I think the idea of connection and bringing people together is really what gets me excited because the idea of the connections that I'm creating by these different events and the collaborations that have happened from it and just kind of getting people in that right mindset to open up to connect is really exciting to me to see what can happen from that. Because we really do live in a world where it's all who you know. And so if you're able to just talk to people and meet new people constantly, then you're able to kind of grow. And so the concept of um, you only know what you know, and so you don't know what you don't know, and putting yourself in rooms with people that know more than you will help push you up and build you. That really excites me to be able to kind of challenge myself to push that boundary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, who are you hoping to rub shoulders with or be in the same room with, with the goal of being able to learn and grow from them? Uh, Lori Harder definitely uh, has been, she was one of the first people that I really opened up to in the world of personal development. So I'm super excited to be going to her event. Um, I'm really hoping to actually get to meet her. And then this is kind of off topic, but I uh, just found out this week that I got tickets to go see Ellen after the Lori Harder Bliss Project. Mm. So that would be amazing as well if I could get in that kind of, get recognized in that kind of realm and um, be able to talk to those kind of people and just see, because she's all, like, she's one that's doing amazing things as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I absolutely love your entire mindset, Ruth, just from the standpoint of most people, they would look at something like that and they would say, oh, well, that's really cool, but I could never do that for myself or I could never have that opportunity or I would never be able to cross paths with that person. And I think if we can just put ourselves all on that equal level playing field of we're all just people. Yes, there are people that know more things and there are people that know different things than what you do, but we all have equal opportunities to be able to cross paths. And I really think that the way you're dreaming big and you're looking at the world in that perspective, I think that's really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. You're welcome. So I do want to talk a little bit about the 
challenges from your life. So I want you to think back to challenges from your childhood, maybe challenges from high school, just things that you really struggled with over the past decades. So the first thing that comes to mind that I've really been working on uh, this last few months is money blocks. Um, So that's something coming from an entrepreneurial family with a last name like Montgomery in this area. Uh, People make a lot of judgments about the financial stability of my family and where we've come from. And often as a teenager, I felt the judgment and I I could be wrong in how I've perceived that. And that's something that um, is important to kind of look at too, the the stories that we tell ourselves versus the stories that other people are actually telling themselves about us. So the idea that, you know, as a Montgomery, everything was given to me. I always had whatever I wanted um, when in fact it was quite the opposite. Um, I came from a good family and yes, it was a good financial upbringing, but they instilled such good work ethics in me as a kid that I always had a job and any trip that I wanted to go on I was saving for. So a lot of people just assumed that any of the trips I went on through high school and college were gifted to me but it was quite the opposite. I had to work quite hard to get the money for those and that's always been my mentality with work like if I'm saving for a trip my work ethic is a lot more intense um, because that's what excites me and that's what drives me. Um, shopping is not something that I've ever really loved, like purchasing new clothes and stuff. I am happy to go a couple times a year for one or two new items kind of thing, but a new trip, um, or a new adventure experience is definitely worth the money. So that's something that I've been working with to kind of retell myself that story and get through my mindset that it doesn't matter what other people think, as long as I know what I'm doing and I'm being true to my story. How they perceive how I got the money to do it is none of their business. What are some of the strategies you're using to try to get through those roadblocks? Um, I've met with an intuitive quite a few times. Um, Jenny Shemansky out of Brussels is amazing if anyone has the opportunity to go and speak with her. Uh, She does a lot of psychic and medium and um, she does past life regression stuff as well. But she also has a game called the All Game, and it's based on the chakras. There's only five or six facilitators in Canada that do it, but it's really about delving into your blocks and what's holding you back from your truest potential. So that's about a four-hour game with her, and so a few friends and I did that, and it really, I was stuck for three and a half hours in security and money blocks, just working through different questions and different problems. Um, And that honestly was probably one of the biggest breakthroughs um, was playing that game with her because she just, she asked questions to get you to come to the conclusion yourself. So it wasn't that she was using um, her intuitive power to be able to tell you what you needed to hear, but she asked you questions to make you kind of delve into it yourself and realize why you were holding back and that kind of stuff. Do you have her contact information? Um, She's just on Facebook as Jenny Shemansky. Very cool. Yeah. Have you been to Jenny before? I haven't been to Jenny, but the girls have talked and raved and just said that she's like amazing. <laughs> I need to go to her. So she's very good. She definitely. Uh, so I went about work and she brought up a ton of stuff about like um, past relationships. And it just I didn't even realize I was holding on to so much from it. And it cleared so much kind of energy and um, around that stuff. And yeah, it was just it was amazing. Um, So yeah, if you get the chance or have anything that you're kind of struggling with or questioning, 
Um, she's really good. Awesome. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you for sharing that. That, yeah. uh, that is wonderful. All right. So the next question I kind of have here is you mentioned that you're working on the money mindset. What are some of the other areas that you're working on personally that aren't in the business realm? Ooh, good question. My health is probably something um, and physical fitness that I'm working on um, because I find when I am busy and go, 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 um, I often either forget to eat um, and then I snack Um, And so I have a really bad habit of um, Tim Hortons and just grabbing a coffee or an ice cap and that kind of thing. Um, So that's something that I really am trying to focus on right now is just to create better eating habits because I can feel it. Then at the end of the day, I can't sleep and then I'm like sleep deprived um, because I'm just going constantly. And part of that is really setting boundaries with my time management. So starting to kind of get away from the feeling that I need to be working all the time because there's always something to do and really setting boundaries that, you know, when it's time to shut it down for the day that I actually stop looking at emails and stop checking things or allow myself the chance to sleep in if I know I have a late day kind of thing. Because a lot of my clients, they work nine to five kind of jobs. So I'm meeting in evenings and sometimes on weekends. So then giving myself that chance in the mornings to just have some me time and really recognize that that's okay. And even though it's nine o'clock, I don't need to be at work every day kind of thing. So really just setting those boundaries because there are some weeks where I feel like it's just constant um, and you work 24-7. It really drains you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. How do you create boundaries with your clients? Uh, good question. I'm still working on that. <laughs> I'm, I am too. That's why yeah. I thought it would be a good question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's this week actually. Um, so I have a, another group called Finding Your Focus. And that's something that we've just started with the Maven Project. Um, so we're just a small group this go around, but starting to build it up. And so we meet weekly um, and do a Zoom call with a bit of a lesson. And it's kind of like a mini mastermind. And so This week, I've challenged them to delete the apps off of their phone. And so then that way, you're really forced when you want to look at Facebook and to check your emails to sit down, open up your laptop and give yourself half an hour or an hour. Um, So that's something I'm working on this week um, is trying to separate that from having it as as easily accessible as it is. Mm. I think too to build on it. I think the toughest part of this whole entrepreneurship is even just creating boundaries on all of the relationships in your Mm -hmm. life. Because I know for me, I'm engaged at the moment and creating the boundaries of, although it doesn't look like I'm working because I'm sitting here on my laptop and I would love to be playing with my son and I'd love to be hanging out with you and talking wedding stuff, creating those boundaries of like, these are the times when I'm working and then these are the times when I'm not working. And I think when I was first starting and we were just kind of diving into having a son, you just want to always have playtime and you want to always have family time. And getting into that adjustment period of, okay, these are the allocated times for working and these are the allocated times for not working, I think is is really, really important as an entrepreneur. Um, and then I think it helps definitely with the relationships as well. But there's been some hard conversations that 
we've had to have surrounding the boundaries associated with that because I think when you work from home or you're just having those blurred lines, it can appear as though you're either working all the time or as though it looks like you're not working, but really you are working kind of thing. So, oh yeah, definitely. That's definitely a struggle um, with relationships, like intimate relationships, especially um, because what they perceive you doing as what you're calling work like you say, it doesn't necessarily look like work. So yes, that's, and it's something that I really encourage people coming through the Maven project to have those conversations. And going forward, we will do some kind of co-ed retreats or couples retreats, because it is extremely important if the woman is doing the personal development and having that um, entrepreneurial mindset, that there creates quite a distance if the partner isn't also experiencing it to some degree so it's definitely important to have those conversations and make sure that you're open to those kind of conversations before it becomes an issue and blows up in your face absolutely absolutely and one thing I find really interesting about you Ruth is that both of us grew up with entrepreneurship in our family and I think when you grow up with it and you're exposed to it it's just something that you have a different perspective for. Whereas if your parents worked, shift worked, or they worked nine to five, it's just a different perspective, right? So that is something too that we've brought into our relationship is that my partner, he wasn't exposed to it. So it's just something that now is, it's very new and it's not something that he's seen on a day-to-day basis. So working through that together is certainly something that, uh, certainly something that can propose some challenges and definitely some some conversations that have been difficult. So yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So where can people find you online, Ruth? So I am on Facebook through the Maven Project. Um, my personal page um, often gets a lot of the content. So it's pretty easy to find me on there with Ruth Montgomery at Instagram, just the Maven Project. And then um, our website should be launched in the next couple of days. So the mavenproject.ca will be live with kind of our backstory and a little bit more in-depth information about the different pillars and our mission statement, how we've kind of created it. Cool. To wrap up the episode, I always ask one final question. And that question is, how would you like to be remembered when you pass on? Yeah, that's a tough one. I would like to be remembered as someone who people could go to uh, when they needed the support and the connection. Um, I really feel like I, I can create that kind of connection for people. And whether that means a connection or a conversation with me or me connecting you with someone else that will be more suited to the conversations that you need to have. Yeah, I really feel like I'm kind of a a connector of people or I'd like to be remembered as a connector of people because I just think it's so important to have that human connection with other like-minded people. Amazing. Amazing. That is wonderful. So I just want to say that I am very grateful that you took the time to come onto the podcast, Ruth. I've wanted to connect with you for a few months now. So I'm glad that this came to fruition and that we were able to to connect. And it's actually really funny because 
ever since you kind of started the Maven project, people that I've crossed paths with have kept on, they've kept on saying to me, well, you have to meet Ruth and you need to know what she's doing because I think that you guys would really get along great. So I'm glad that I reached out to you and thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Yeah, your name has been on quite a few feedback forms as a potential speaker at the Maven Project. So you've definitely been circling in my realm as well, which is awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff, Ruth. Well, guys, I hope you go and you check out the Maven Project. Check out Camp Maven and just look at all the cool things that Ruth is doing in this world because she is just a superstar. Other than that, have a good week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. 